reaffirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our first reading is from 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 8 through 12 and 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he uttered. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Our second reading is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Do all things without murmuring or arguing, so that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, in which you shine like the stars in the world. This is God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. Thanksgiving, thanks living, thanks 
dear Columbine, dear Parkland, dear Sandy Hook, dear places who have seen this before, could you tell me how? Could you tell me how you got up some morning after it was all over? Could you tell me how to fight my fears? Because now they've become true. Because despite how surreal this is, despite how much I want to cry or vomit or laugh or scream at how ridiculous this really is, at how it was finally us, I still want to get up. I don't want to live with this fear in my chest, this guilt. I wasn't there. I was down the street, hoping they weren't coming for me, calling my friends, waiting for the simple response of, I'm okay. So could you tell me how? How to move on? How do I go? to school when my classmates can't anymore. Sincerely, Santa Clarita, the new name on your list. This poem was written by a young woman who I had the honor of being the pastor of while she was in preschool. Thought I was gonna get through it without crying. It breaks my heart that this is the reality that she's living in, that she is a part of the Santa Clarita community that is missing members of that community now. What was going through the shooter's head? We don't know. He didn't leave any message, but on his 16th birthday, he was in a dark enough place due to rage, maybe sorrow, maybe grief, maybe depression, maybe mental illness, some of the possibilities, but we don't know for sure. He chose to bring a gun to school and start shooting before turning the gun on himself. Now I promise you this is not a sermon on gun policy or on mental health because that is too complicated, too divisive, and too multidimensional. But here's what I do wanna talk about. Shining like stars in the world, living out God's call in our lives, being grateful for God's presence and guidance. I want to be like the young woman in the poem who wants to get up, who wants to make sure that we change our culture so that that darkness that is there no longer permeates, that we see the light that God gives us. We see the ability that we have to shine like stars to bring about a different reality. The scripture that Nancy read for us, the second one, talks about children of God without blemish in the midst of crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the world. If you read that same translation from, from the message, and it, I'm going to read a little bit longer portion of that scripture to you. It says, what I'm writing at, or what I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you 
God self willing and working at what, we, what will give him the most pleasure. Do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering or second guessing allowed. Get in, out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the night so that I'll have good cause to be proud of you on the day that Christ returns. You'll be living proof that I didn't go to all of this work for nothing. Oh, that scripture. I chose that scripture back in July. And I feel like it's so appropriate for today and that the spirit was moving in a way that said, you need to hear these words and we need to think about them in a multiplicity of ways. We need to think about it as a corrupt and crooked, or crooked and perverse generation. But I think the words squalid and polluted society, there's so much pain, there's so much hurting, so much grief that can turn us bitter, angry, and vengeful. Now, you guys know that I personally know what physical pain can do to a person. I know that in the days pre-surgery, I had to give myself a pep talk just to even get into the car because folding in half caused so much pain that I couldn't do it without talking to myself. And then I had to lean over to the side and drive like this just so that I could keep my kids safe. I would cry as I made sandwiches because the pain was so difficult and made me grouse. It was hard to handle others' disappointments. When you are hanging on by a thread, I disliked barking at Mark and Maya, but was doing the best that I could just at that moment to get out of the door. We have people in our world that are living in so much pain, both physically and emotionally, that they too are holding on by a thread. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's someone that you know. Maybe that's someone that we need to be a light to, to remind them that we have a God whose love endures forever. We have a God who walks with us on this journey. Those days that it was difficult, it was God that I was talking to saying, just let me get through this. Let me find the answer. Let me figure out how I can get back to celebrating you. Physical pain is one thing, but emotional pain does something very similar takes you to a dark place. And if you don't have God, if you don't have a heart of gratefulness and thankfulness, that pain can consume you. I wanna talk about how do we cultivate and nurture a heart of thankfulness? And how do we create a heart that is so full and rich and a life that is so rich that others recognize that they need that thankfulness too. They need to recognize a God who gives good gifts, a God who reaches out and walks with you through your pain, through your suffering, knows what it's like and endures it with you. God's love endures forever. Cultivating a heart of thankfulness can be so rich, can be so powerful. 
And sometimes we wonder how we can do it. Now, Jane's anthem today gave us some great, great words and ideas, recognizing the family of faith that you have, the friends that you have, nature outside, and there were so many more. Go back to the words of that song when it's posted on Facebook and look at how we can live with a heart of gratitude and appreciation. We can look at the scriptures and what it tells us to give thanks, to sing praise, to remember that God's love endures forever. The second scripture, which I read to you from the message, reminds us not to murmur or grumble. Not to grumble or complain. We choose not to bicker or second guess. We look to respond differently. We look to advocate rather than accuse. But maybe we need something more tangible to think about how do we cultivate that heart of thankfulness. For some of us, it's going to be writing gratitude journals, taking a moment at the end of each day and looking for things that you can be thankful for to show appreciation for the ways in which you have had light given to you and how that light now lives in you. Maybe you can read your scriptures. There's so many scriptures that talk about God pulling us out of dark places, setting us on a rock and making our standing firm so that we might have new life and new opportunities and celebrate in that scripture that reminds us that God doesn't leave us in that dark place, but we have to be open and willing for God to move and work in our lives. We have to be ready to respond. Oh, that scripture, when it talked about it, she cut and pasted it in multiple different places. In the message, it says, be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. Taking the time to be honest, to be open, to be vulnerable, but then to also recognize that God is there. God is planting goodness and seeds of growth and new opportunities. We can't let the darkness consume us, but instead have a heart of thankfulness. We continue to persevere. We continue to strive. We continue to get back up each and every day so our lives give honor to God and we remember those loved ones that can't get up anymore. I want to be like the young woman in that poem who says, I want to get up. I have hope. I know that there's promise. I will not let the fear take over, but instead I will choose to live as someone that has hope, that is thankful for the opportunities that I have and that I can shine like the stars to give breath to give a breath of fresh air to those that need to see something different. Instead of being someone who grumbles and grouses, we, be some, we become someone who celebrates and recognizes the silver linings in our lives. We have the opportunity to shine like stars to a world that needs hope. And that is my hope this day, that as we cultivate, grateful, as we cultivate thankful hearts, we shine that light to a world that needs it so desperately. Amen. Amen. Amen.